0: Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, Today we're going to be musing on something that I call self-control, really. There's no point by saying I tried to, you know, make it that elaborate. We're going to be musing on self-control. Apparently it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. In King James language, King James English language, it is called temperance you know which is why sometimes it's good to read this modern day english versions along with king james because ever since i've been seeing temperance well i felt it was like okay doing things with moderation you know but self-control i think makes more sense to me so this is just going to be about self-control because i i see that there are about nine fruits of the spirit i think we've done this will be the eighth one there's one that we're missing which is faithfulness i guess we'll do that at some point in time Yeah, we'll do that at some point in time as the Spirit leads. So this is about self-control and there are a lot of scriptures about self-control. I think in the Old and the New, but there's quite a lot of it in the New. In some um, chapters or books much more than others. But generally, self-control is a thing in the Bible, particularly in the New Testament. I think all throughout though, but in the New Testament, more significant, I would say. And it makes sense because, as a believer, I mean, really, <laughs> if you can't control yourself, I think every form of, re- anyway, I think um, I think every form of religion, to some extent, you know, talks about some level of, you know, self containment, um, self discipline. And I think even naturally, like in the corporate world, self mastery, self control is a given. You know, I know somebody who uh, recently lost his job because, well, I'm, i me not even go into the details of that very graphic thing. But there are certain kinds of behavior that is not expected from somebody who is a leader. I think even in the natural world, of course, there is a certain political leader who has. You know turn that upside down now you know in a in a country that we didn't expect but generally speaking this is the norm everywhere there's you, you know there's certain behavior that is not expected so you are expected to be self-controlled in, you know in, in times in, uh, in terms of how you live what you say what you do and i think this varies culture by culture country by country but generally speaking there is some kind of behavior that is not Expected of certain people, and then in certain places, you, you know. So self-control is important in school. You know there there are there are rules about how you can behave on the plane. There are rules about how you can behave, so you have to be self-controlled. So on the plane, you know somebody annoys you, you can't punch the person out You know what I'm saying? In public, there there are rules about how we behave, regardless of how you know people are upset us or, so, or we are provoked and all of that. So self-control generally is necessary for the order of things in society so you know this is not to say that you know so i think my musing on it is really trying to find out what god's you know what god's own um requirements are has been higher than that which the natural world gives, because even though you know the, 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 there's things like every every country has laws against disorderly conduct and all of the sort of things, but the the standard of God is actually higher. The of God is actually higher. Just like it is higher for love, joy, peace, all the other fruits of the spirit. You know that we have also mused on. You know yesterday I mentioned that when we talked about the gentleness of the spirit, that you know what i found my observation about all the fruits of the spirit is that all of them have natural cousins you know but that the so so there's something physical that we can use to sort of imagine what the spiritual thing will be but that the spiritual one is a much higher one and the difference is that the source is from god so that's the same thing with self-control so I would, I mean, if I, if I, reading this, one, one should, if I read this and I'm giving the impression that, or I'm trying to give you the impression that self-control is something that only Christians have, that would be very wrong, no, there is self-control in the natural world, and we all know that, everybody knows that, everybody, you know, self-control is or there's a natural discipline and self-control that people have you know uh, and it varies from human being to human being but today what we are talking about is the self-control that is in christ jesus and god's expectation when he says you know we should be self-controlled and the self-control as a fruit of the spirit is i think is is where we're going on this so Galatians 5 22 24 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, which we talked about yesterday. If you haven't listened to that music, please do listen to it. I apologize for there was a little bit of audio problems with the mic, but I think the message will still come across. Please bear with me. Um, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control which is the last one, against such there is no law, so that's what we're talking about today, self-control, it is a fruit of the spirit, I find that interesting though, that God would call that a fruit of the spirit, and I think that is because the standard of God is higher, and when we think about when Jesus said, if somebody should slap you, you turn the other cheek, honestly, it is a fruit of the spirit that will make you not know, woes the person back, particularly if it is one, you know, younger person, or somebody else looking at us, who the hell are you, how dare you do this to me, you know, it is the fruit of the spirit that is now over and beyond the self-control of natural self. Because self-control in the natural world is, you are not looking for trouble. But when trouble comes to you, man, you fight back. You know what I'm saying? But God, the, the self-control that is the fruit of the spirit is the type that says, hmm, if not for the love of Christ that constrains me, I know how I will have handled the situation. But because I am a child of God, because I have the spirit of God, and because I will not lend my heart, my life, my thoughts, my body, my actions to the enemy and to Satan, I will not retaliate or respond in the way in which this has come to me. So, that is what we are moving on to using on self control in Christ. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. verse 7, it says, the end of all things is at hand, therefore be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayers, and verse 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, for love covers a multitude of sins, I really like that verse 8, you know, and he's so right, you know, sometimes I think even when people are, you know, don't, you know, mean us harm, or don't have our best interests at heart, I have found that, you know, walking in love really does protect one and in verse 7 here it says the end of all things is at hand therefore be self-controlled and super-minded for the sake of your prayers in other words so that my prayers will not be hindered I need to be self-controlled and super-minded and I can testify to this because sometimes when certain things happen you know and maybe I say certain things I find out that the Holy Ghost sort of like goes quiet in my life and he gets to the point and how I'll know is that I'll just I feel his, you know he's almost like he retreats and then wh- he now makes that now makes me aware that the way I spoke was not really you know the way I should have spoken. and then I will have to then repent and then you know make peace with him and all that and see how I make the situation good. So I, I, I do find out actually that you know being you know be, being self-controlled and exercising or th- I mean control over my words, my thoughts and my actions really has place a very direct um, impact upon my spirituality you know the my pre- the presence of god in my life the power of the holy spirit walking through me the relationship that i have and how i'm able to hear him and you know just exercise dominion he has spiritual impact so when peter says here that you know uh, that i need to be self-controlled and sober minded for the sake of my prayers i understand it he's really saying here that so that my spiritual quotient is not diminished you know I, I have noticed that as well so there is a higher demand you know for self-control in christ because of the spiritual um impacts of what a lack of self-control can cause which is different from you know i think natural self-control because a natural self-control if i lose con- self-control or you know there can be impact but most of the time it's physical things for instance I damage a relationship, maybe the way, you know, I lose respect with certain types of people, one may even lose a job or a promotion, you know, so there may be things like you go and fight in the office, office you know, damage your reputation, you know, for, for, for a very long time, but those are natural things, you know, you know, which is, is, is completely different, but the spiritual loss, which can come, particularly if you're a Christian, I think is far more significant and that's why over and beyond the natural self-control and the natural loss that comes from actually not being self-controlled there is the greater thing which is the spiritual one and i think what is even worse is if you know it's because self-control can be many things it can also be substance abuse you know alcohol and so many other things which can also cause spiritual problems as well as physical problems so the person's life is messed up the person's spiritual life is also messed up which is really really very dangerous because then there is nothing that can then repair the one that is lost because you know when when there's a problem that so um first timothy three verse two says that um Therefore an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable and able to teach. So I think this is exactly what we were talking about. Why and you know, anybody that is a leader, you know, you must be above reproach. And that's what the Bible says. So I think this is the higher standard. It says anybody that will be a leader in the church of God, you know, in, in as a Christian, in, you know, in the body of Christ, has to be above reproach, you know, <laughs> as in his natural life must be without blemish, you know husband of one wife super-minded self-controlled respectable hospital and able hospitable and able to teach and i think you know this was this is very important because what i'm getting from this is that our lifestyle is very much a part of our christian testimony i think a lot of us think that it's just about preaching going out and doing evangelism but i actually think that our lifestyles are actually much more of a christian testimony than even what we say, because it is that lifestyle that makes people really know that christianity is real and that you know god is able to change people and make people good or better versions of themselves you know so i think that demonstrating that by living a life that is respectable that is hospitable that is self-controlled is a much stronger testimony and you know i i think you know for me this is i i believe this is speaking to me because i think many times One focus is like me now i'm doing these musings i may now feel okay yes because i do this every day therefore that means i'm living for god and i'm doing something then i drop the musing and then i just go about and i talk and i behave anyhow for the rest of the day then all of the musings the how many hours you know the hundred and something episodes that's all rubbish it's all crap because because if people then live meet me in my day-to-day life and they cannot see any evidence of Christ or the doctrine of Christ in how I live then you know it's in fact I have even done more damage and the Lord will not take that kindly with me at all so second Timothy 3 verse 2 to 4 says in the last days perilous times shall come for people will be lovers of self lovers of money they will be proud they will be arrogant they will be abusive disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good, treacherous, <laughs> now wow, reckless, swollen with conceits, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So he describes so many things. and at those days they will be perilous. But you know he says without self-control, without self-control, heartless, unappeasable, brutal, not loving good. And now I think you know it, it, this is why God says we should be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So. In these last days, God expects that Christians should stand out. He expects that I should stand out. He expects that my life, that people should see that I, I am not a lover of myself. I'm not caught up in the whole, you know, I love myself, you know, selfie, selfie Instagram, you know, sort of thing, lifestyle. It should be clear to people that I do not, I, I don't, I'm not a lover of money. People should see that in the way I do my work and my profession, that money is not what drives me. I shouldn't be proud. I'm not supposed to be proud, and it should be clear to everybody that regardless of who I am and what I have and what kind of status I have in society, that I am not proud. I shouldn't be ungrateful. I shouldn't be unholy. I shouldn't be heartless. I should be very different from what is described in Second Timothy three verse two or four. So I'm expected to have very very strong self self control as well. Now, in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 25, Paul makes a comparison and and he says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things, but that they do it to receive a perishable reward, but we are imperishable. So this is where Paul now says, look, that even naturally, athletes or people who are striving towards a goal, they exercise self-control. And we see this, I mean, when I read this, I was like, now, wow. So there there were athletes in Paul's time as well, which is what we see in sportsmen today as well you know, Serena Williams, all of this the sort of discipline that they have, their diets, their exercise regime, you know, even in the face of injury, their relationships when they have a tournament, even those training for the Olympics, they train for like, you know, years, you know, and they, they, they maintain a steady regime of diet, of exercise, of relationships, they schedule sometimes 18-hour days, it's it massive self-control everything that goes into their mouth is measured is tested you know there is no you won't catch them taking anything you know just like that the level of self-control is amazing and he says that these people they are doing it because of a award that they will get like when you if you win the hundred meters it's only for that year the next season somebody else runs a faster time they've taken it from you it says for a perishable reward how much more we then that are struggling or striving for a imperishable reward which is in heaven that's what he's saying here so we are supposed to i am supposed to exercise more self-control than an athlete exercises and when i read that i'm like hmm, because they kind of I've, I've always wondered about that sportsman um, dedication i don't think there's anything close to it or at least whether football weather, you know, athletes, I think, the the, the runners, even tennis players, you know, car racers, all of them, weightlifters, gymnasts, oh my goodness, pole vaulters, all of them, particularly the athletes, I think, the ones, in fact, all, all sports people, basketball, whatever it is, the level of dedication, self-control and discipline is, is out of this world, and god is saying that our own should be higher than that galatians 5:22 to 24 says okay yeah we've read that the fruit of the spirit so in titus we see a lot of things about self-control but before we go there let me just read proverbs 25 proverbs 25:28. this is solomon he says a man without self-control or anyone without self-control is like a city that is broken into and left without walls can you imagine this is such amazing imagery. So a city that is broken into and left without walls, that means it's open. It doesn't have any defense. It can quickly be plumaged. In fact, it is it is it has already fallen, even though it's standing, because everybody there is no security. Anything can go in, can come out. It is open to people to come in and plunder. And the future of that city is 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 is, is not secure. That's what what Solomon said, the the imagery of that is amazing. says a man, any man or a woman, anyone without self-control is like a city that has been broken into and is left without walls. I think anybody that has problem with anger or should really come and read this because while the person thinks he or she is being strong, you are actually very weak. Because you are not in control of yourself. And honestly, anyone that cannot control his or herself cannot control any other thing. You are not likely to be able to control the outcomes, you know, in your life. The devil, particularly as a Christian, is even more dangerous because the devil will then know how to wind you. And, you know, for me, I mean, you know, if he sees that this this, this sort of thing gets me angry or can quickly get me anxious or gets me to want to do certain things, then all he needs to do is arrange that temptation to come and meet me and he's very good at it. So a man or a woman without self-control, and it can be self-control in anything, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, pride of life, it could be anything. It's like a city broken into and left without walls, completely vulnerable, can be ravaged at any time, can be set up, can be manipulated, can be oppressed. A city broken into and left without walls, that's serious, no defense, that's really serious. So in First Corinthians 7, 8-9, Paul was saying, To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So here Paul is talking about um, physical self-control in the context of lust. Physical lust, you know. Um, natural passions and desires for people of the opposite sex and he says that if people are single they cannot exercise self-control they should marry that it's better to marry than to burn with passion so self-control has to do with controlling the flesh and the body it's lust, its wants its desires its natural reaction to things so and i think it's very broad because beyond the you know it it, it has in fact it can be drugs it can be alcohol it can be food It can be certain relationships, certain things that we like doing, guilty pleasures as we call it, that you know that is not right for you to do, you know, certain movies you like to watch, certain books we like to read, you know, things that are not edifying but we love to do, you know, they are all in the realm of self-control and I think for me, what I think is more, what I think when when I'm using on this, what is coming to me more is those hidden... I won't say sin. Some of them are sin. Some of those hidden things that we know that so I think self control in the context of a Christian is beyond what we see publicly. I think in the natural realm self control is very much about self control in the public space. But I think for a Christian is about even when nobody is looking. What am I doing? What am I saying? What am I thinking? That is what I think, yeah 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 I think that's the major difference when nobody is looking when nobody is looking what am I thinking what will I do in the privacy of my home because some people living it's very easy to live a double life in fact I think it's very easy to live a double life, where outwardly outside you are someone, inwardly you are doing something else, because we see that as well, where very people who are very respected outside, you know, completely living riotously at home there's a lot of evil going on behind closed doors, it's it's all part of this lack of self-control, but what God is saying is that as a Christian it should not just be about what I do when people see me, it's about what I do at all times how i think how i act the things that i love and more, more importantly how much my spirit reigns over my flesh and my mind and my own renewed mind i think is what i'm getting so let me just read what the last scriptures and i think we may bring this to a close very shortly in titus there was quite a bit around self-control titus was advising families really so in verse two he says older men are to be sober-minded dignified and self-control self-controlled sound in faith in love and in steadfastness and definitely i i i appreciate i think he's musing on this because if people are or rather his guidance on this because if Men are self-controlled. Violence upon the weakest vessel, for instance, will not happen. There will even be no basis for that, or upon children too, as well. There will be no basis for that, you know. So, or even man to man violence, there will be no basis for that. You know, there will be no business. Things will be resolved amicably with discussion and dialogue, you know, it will be violence and threats and the kind of things that we see here where opposing somebody is almost a life threatening condition. Now Titus So in closing Titus two verse five says we um okay let me see titus 2 verse 12 says the grace of god teaches us to renounce ungodliness and worldly, worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age yep and that's what the grace of god does it tells us to you know to renounce ungodliness godliness and to live self-controlled upright and godly life in this present time the advice that Titus gave to young women was that they should be self-controlled they should be pure working at home kind submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled so you know very conscious of the fact that people were looking at the lifestyle of the early church and the Christians to, to really know whether Christ in their lives made them better people so Titus had guidance for both you know young women for old women for you know and, and that sort of thing in Titus 2 verse 6 it says likewise urge the young men to be self-controlled so in the whole of Titus 2 it was just guidance for families being self-controlled being self-controlled living upright living a godly life and in closing second Peter verse 1 verse 5 Peter's advice to all of us was this and I will take this personally I read it to myself he said Shall I make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge And knowledge with self control, and self control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness. So, this for me is God's recipe for what it means to be an example of a believer. It's not enough for me to have faith. That faith must come with virtue, which is, you know, must come with knowledge. That means I must read the scripture as well, I must be guided. It must come with self control. All of that comes with self control and steadfastness and godliness i cannot believe said to be living a godly life if i cannot control myself when people annoy me or people hurt me or people anger me you know i cannot be living except to be living a godly life if i cannot control myself or my emotions when things happen they do not go my way i cannot be said to be living a uh, godly life if i cannot control my flesh and it's natural lust and wants and this is the thing christianity does not take away that it doesn't take away the things the desires to do certain things it doesn't take that away but god expects that through the spirit i should put to death the deeds of the body and for some of us you know for people like me i think a lot of my self-control should also be around my tongue and the things that i say because sometimes i don't talk very often but when i'm when I'm upset, as in I, I don't hold back sometimes, and even without, I can actually be fierce in my tongue without even being angry, as in very calmly. And I think God doesn't like that. That's, you know, that caustic tongue as well. You know. Anyways, I think, and the Bible also there's also another scripture that says that anybody that is able to bridle to control his tongue will be able to steer his entire body. So self-control in Christian terms is much more than, you know, I'm not drinking, I'm not sleeping around, you know, I'm morally right. It's so much more than that. It's controlling the things that I see, how I think, what I do, what I give my body to, both in public and in private. It's so much higher. It's so much higher. It's, It's raising... My lifestyle, my attitude, my mindset, my thoughts, my behaviors to the standard of God is very, very, is a very high level discipline. It even like I said, it even goes beyond things like fasting. Fasting is one way, physical exercise is one of the but when controlling one's tongue, controlling anger, turning the other cheek when somebody slaps you, eh, you. Those are the ones that are taking us into the realm of higher than natural things. You know being able to do what um john 8:44 says you know love your enemies bless them that curse you pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you that's all you know these are all things that is, is self-control that makes you makes me not respond naturally to the someone that is an enemy you know i are responding with love somebody is despitefully using me and persecuting me. me to retaliate i am now praying for the person that one is high level self-control <laughs> So this is, I don't understand why it's the fruit of the spirit. It's, it's really about walking in love in a way that is so much higher than you know the natural way of doing things. So I thank God because I think that he's taking me through all this. Because I think what stays with me, the scripture that stays with me most in all of this is that a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So I think there is no other scripture that speaks to me more about the significance of living in self-control than that because i don't want to be like a city that is broken into and left without walls may the lord help us all help me help you and i help us all in jesus name thank you for listening god bless you all stay safe stay lifted have a wonderful day in jesus name amen